Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. And this is a very excited Tony Rice because regular listeners know I love NFL. I love the playoffs. And then there was eight. It's shootout time now. You lose, you gun. It's over and done with. If you win, you still keep that uh, Super Bowl dream alive. It is super exciting. And I know a super excited Cleveland Brown fan is in the house with us tonight. We're delighted to have Will Spark, one of the offensive coordinators from the mighty Hertfordshire Cheaters. Will, good evening. We're going to unpack it all tonight. Can't wait for it. But just briefly... How mega excited are you as a Brown for this weekend? Blown away, to be honest. Um, Kind of a bit speechless. It's been so long since we were even remotely relevant that it doesn't really feel real. Semi-expecting to get smashed this weekend by the Chiefs and still kind of okay with that too, to be honest. Either which way, it's it's promising because, of course, no Odell Beckham and uh, still looking offensively strong. Weirdly enough kind of okay with him being out. We seem to play a lot better without him because we're not forcing him the football. He's, um, he doesn't seem like a team guy. So um, we're spreading the wealth around a little bit more, moving the football around a lot better since he uh, unfortunately got hurt. It's what might be one of those weird things where the uh, sum of the parts is better than the individual. Yeah, absolutely. Not that he isn't a fantastic player. Oh, no goodness me, I mean a stellar player, one of the standouts in the league. But uh, hey, the dream's alive for the Browns and uh, looking forward to talking all about that. But uh, we'll unpack uh, last weekend's super wild card uh, weekend, of course, extended due to the circumstances of this year. I think that made for quite an interesting affair. And uh, kicking things off um, with the Bills getting a playoff win and an on-form uh, Josh um, Allen gets it done again. But Colts ran them close, didn't they? Uh, Bills winning through 27 to 24. Um, what did you make of this game? And if you're a Bill right now, what do they need to improve on to keep the play- uh, Super Bowl dream alive? Uh, run defense. I, I, yeah, the idea of playing the Ravens run D, I think, uh, is a scary prospect. That being said, I think the Bills look pretty much set for the next decade. Alan looks fantastic. Um, I think he's what would, a what would you attribute that to, Will? I know you've got a very keen offensive eye. And there was lots of, I wouldn't say pressure on him, but, you know, he wasn't setting the world on fire. And it's rare for QBs to kind of improve accuracy and literally across all the QB metrics as he's done this year. Is that down to something he's focused on? Is that a coaching relationship or is it just Um, natural maturation? I think a little bit of all of the above. Uh, To be honest, I think for the most part, people seem to expect too much from quarterbacks in the first two years. I think if you look back at, you know, the history of quarterback play in the league. It takes two or three years before yeah. most of them find their feet, unless, you know, they're fortunate enough to land on a really good team. You look at some of the all-time greats, Brady, Rogers, what have you. Even, even Peyton Mahomes Manning recent... didn't set the world on fire initially, did well, he? Manning's first year was awful. Um, he threw more interceptions than he had touchdowns, I believe. Um, but for the most part, you know, all you really look for year one is flashes of awesome and then they, they went out and got him a true number one receiver in Diggs who's been absolutely lighting the league up this year and um, weirdly enough I, I suspect he'll probably be one of the best two three quarterbacks in the league for the next decade or so it's a very exciting time to be a Bills fan. Yeah, the Bills Mafia must be loving life right about now. Their Super Bowl dream is alive. We'll preview uh, their fixture very soon. Uh, the next one, yeah. 
I found this one a really tough game to uh, pick, actually. And I did back the Rams based on defense against the Seahawks. And they really got to Russell Wilson, I think, sacking him five times. But uh, we'll preview it again, building up to the fixture at the weekend. Strange one, isn't it? Their QB situation. But, you know, Goff came in, did a job really at the moment for the Rams based on um, Donald and a whole heap of others' um, defensive weapons, is it just game management and credit to that awesome D? Um, that's a weird one. I, I, the Rams, Sean McVay is obviously an offensive genius, but the Rams don't seem to be built around quarterback play. They're a fairly balanced, efficient, if kind of boring offense, and then really ridiculously good defensive play. Aaron Donald should probably in the next couple of years be introduced in the conversation for possibly one of the greatest f- football players ever. Um, and then you've got a very solid secondary behind them, good linebacking core, all-round fairly well-run programme. They used to say, didn't they, that defence wins Super Bowls and uh, with that maxim, they are sitting fair, but again, so much to play for. Uh, impressed with the Buccaneers. Nobody wants to play Brady at this time of year. I think his victory with the Bucs over the Washington football team, who were a hot D themselves, 31-23, to 23, the Bucs got it done last weekend. I think that was his 31st career playoff victory uh, for Tom Brady adding to his resume, arguably as the GOAT, um, certainly the winningest. Uh, they win through. Um, but what a story it was, the Washington football team this year. Uh, you know, again, Alex Smith, an ex-49, I appreciate him coming back from almost life-threatening injury. Of course, their coach battled through uh, Riviera, uh, Rivera, battled through cancer scares. I mean, they were the feel-good story of this season, weren't they, for the, uh, the NFL Washington uh, I'd really like to have seen Washington go further in the playoffs. I, how Alex Smith is still walking, let alone playing professional football, is a miracle of modern medicine. Nearly lost his leg after that break, nearly died of um, post-surgical complications, and then two years later, he's back, winning a job over a former number one NFL pick in Dwayne Haskins. Um, and just getting it done. It's, people seem to forget. He's it's a guy who seems to get a bad rap. It's, it's very easy to forget that he was actually drafted before Aaron Rodgers mm. in the same year. Um, so hopefully he wins comeback player of the year. Um, but it would have been nice to see Brady not, you know, in a Super Bowl. Difficult to discount them at this point. I suspect they probably do have the edge over the Saints. Yeah, we'll definitely preview it. And again, Brady knows how to win generally, but certainly at this crucial time of the season. Um, great result for the Ravens. I actually backed the Titans in this one. I thought uh, Derek Henry was, you know, 2,000 rushing yards. I thought they'd uh, manage the clock and kind of get it done. Uh, but Ravens are now one of those sides who are really building momentum, coming in hot. 20-13 to 13 victory, and they're another team predicated on fearsome defense. But, of course, with the X factor that is the improving, ever-improving, last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson. Great result for the Ravens. What were your thoughts of that in that fixture? Um, the, the Titans can't stop the run. <laughs> um, to be to have the same fight, the Ravens have spent all year practicing against a very impressive run game in their own run game. Um, and did a really good job of 
shutting Derek Henry down and challenging the Titans to beat them by passing the ball. And um, it would appear that they, they couldn't do that. Um, which, you know, that being said, AJ Brown and Tannehill flashed some moments, but um, Ravens are very, very solid defensive unit. They're always a solid defensive unit. This, you know, I, I remember as a 49er them when they, uh, when they won in the, the Super Bowl a few years back. And, you know, I just think they're so incredibly well coached. It does. You get it yourself. You know it, don't you? That uh, every, all this team's successes, it's based on a culture. And that culture is always set. The tone is set by the coaches. Uh, just give me an idea of how impressive the Ravens coaching uh, lineup is. Um. I mean, you just have to look at the record. There's a reason why they're in the playoffs every year. Um, the fact that they nearly didn't get in this year was kind of shocking, to be honest. Uh, they just, I don't know, if it's something in the water up there, they just, mm-hmm. they, they seem to produce dudes who tackle real well and love playing physical football. Uh, maybe it's saying about the AFC North, like, division is always an absolute bloodbath in terms of physicality and injuries. Um, history of the program they, they produce physical well-rounded defenses and they have a proud history of it i've saved the best to last well of course i have i, I love the <laughs> fact you're here tonight nobody can see it. obviously this is just audio but i appreciate that you are proudly and why not proudly donning a cleveland browns hoodie long-suffering cleveland fan goodness me i think it was 17 seasons without even so much as getting to the playoffs and we talked about feel-good factors. This is right up there. But what a strange scenario. No uh, Kevin Stefanski missing the game because um, of CV-19 issues. Uh, you know, lots of players out. Massive, I think, underdogs against the Steelers, uh, who, of course, themselves are a mighty uh, impressive organization. And uh, to say the least, they started hot. What a result for you guys. Um... Yeah, for the first time, as long as I can remember, Cleveland looked like a functional grown-up football team. <laughs> you know, parents were away for the weekend and the kids didn't burn down the house. Um, in fact, they even cleaned the dishes. Like, oh, it's an exciting time to be a Browns fan. I, I almost don't know what to say about this year. It's been absolutely magical to watch us actually win games and then begin to conclude, hey, are we actually good this year? Is, is this happening? Is, is, is this real? And then suddenly we begin to look relevant. And then obviously we lose to the Jets in week 16, which is an absolute kerfuffle. And you're like, oh, no, season's over. Steelers will probably do us because we haven't won. Oh, I think the last time prior to last week that we won in Pittsburgh was like 17 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at that point, the dream kind of feels like it's over, even with them playing backups and us obviously a bit smashed up by COVID and injuries. But we pulled it out of the bag and then just making the playoffs is incredible, um, considering, you know, we're only two years off of an own 16 season. And then, um, by Joe, we actually turned around and won the game and looked like a really good football team doing it. I so, mean, the scoreline, really, because uh, it was crazy. I think the Steelers got 37 points, but they were playing catch-up. <laughs> yeah. And the that, game was start, that start, they started so hot. 
but really a team affair. And that being said, that being said, why I respect massively that this is again an organisation taking responsibility and really uh, moving forwards with such an attitude of you know let's let's do this well, let's be professional, let's be successful, right? All that being said can't not talk to you about Baker Mayfield uh, because again he was a bit almost a Hollywood kind of a guy built up his own hype uh, but he seems to have really uh, almost reflected in microcosm that organizational shift give me your understanding your appreciation uh, as a fan of Cleveland but also a guy who appreciates offensive leadership of what the difference is now in Baker Mayfield um and I could summarise this up real simply, but I, it's one of those ones where I, I, I could possibly talk to you for quite a long time about <laughs> how exciting it is to see him actually turn it around. Um, I mean, to put it simply, I think Stefanski has made the team realise that, because you know, the team on paper is not that much better than it was a year ago, um, but the culture they've managed to, be, to build um, in terms of you know, actually driving accountability and everybody doing their part. Yeah seems to have um, really made a difference. And um, I mean, Baker won a Heisman. He's not the most mobile quarterback in the world, but when put in the right scheme in the right environment with the right people around him, he seems more than capable of getting it done. I suspect he's not the kind of guy who um, could uh, carry the boulder up the hill on his own. But I think for me, the big turning point is maybe he's had the realization that you know, he, he's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not the guy who could do it all his own. And his job is to put his team in a position to win. If he needs to, you know, take backstage to the run game at points and let that set up the play action and the other stuff that he's good at, well, then it's all about the end result, isn't it? Absolutely. And the and the result, just two games away from the bowl, Will. It's just two games away from the bowl. And we'll build up to this next one. Coming up now, Divisional Weekend. Uh, we'll kick things off. Um, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers uh, early in the piece, making a, a play for MVP uh, Player of the Year. Uh, I think he threw, uh, threw for 48 touchdowns, the most in the league, uh, taking on the Rams. It's going to be cold in Lambeau. Uh, Got to make the Packers favourites yeah. against a beat-up Rams. Although, number one offence versus num uh, number one scoring offence, I should say, but it's number one scoring defence. Oh. Is that what this game is going to really be in essence here? Um, yeah, I think that's probably what the game comes down to. Uh, I think if the Packers put up more than 28, I can't see the Rams matching that. Um, so, but equally, the you know, the, the Rams are very well built to stop what the Packers are good at. Um, it should be a good matchup. I, I'll be very curious to see if they can actually put hands on Rodgers before he get, manages to get rid of the ball. He's very, very good at working outside of the play structure and just making things happen. And he's got a crazy fast release. So it's very hard to take him to the ground with the ball. But equally, you know, the, the Rams are built to mess up mobile quarterbacks. Um, just look at what they did to absolutely dismantle the Seahawks a week prior. Russell Wilson, very good, highly mobile quarterback. And they smacked him around and made him uncomfortable. Um, so if they can do that and then put up, I don't know, 20-something points, that game suddenly becomes very interesting. But again, it's going to be super cold in Lambeau. I, I, I love playoff football at this time of year. It's always fun. <laughs> and Packers always no one of those teams that's, uh, you know, they're such a great uh, organisation. Just very quickly, final word on Rodgers. 
Uh, obviously, they drafted um, a QB high in the, in the draft. And there's been much spoken about this, an awful lot written about it. Do you think that really focused the mind of Rodgers this season? And we're seeing him at his, uh, you know, we mentioned Brady in the GOAT category. There are many who would put Aaron Rodgers in that debate too. But the new acquisition as his understudy, do you think that really made him determined to remind us all of just how special he is? Um, yeah, I think Lafleur had an absolutely fantastic draft at the start of this year. Um, sorry for context, Lafleur is um, Packers head coach. Um, I think partly that. I think to be honest, as, part of, as much as anything, Aaron Rodgers is pushing forty at this point, and I, I firmly do not believe quarterbacks for the most part should start year one. I think that's setting a lot of them up to fail. So, giving a guy with talent two, three years behind a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Back to your next 20 years set, if you get it right. Um, one of the other things I think they did really well is um, they looked at what the team wasn't good at, and that was running the football. And, um, you know, even if you have an Aaron Rodgers who can do amazing things in the passing game, if you can only pass the football, you're not going to be a balanced offense, and yeah. you're relatively not that difficult to game plan against. So they brought in a good run-blocking tight end. They dropped some alignment. And... The unit as a whole looks a lot more balanced. Um, yeah, it, it, the Packers are a, it's a weird one because it you, you do just want to sort of feel like it's the Aaron Rodgers show, but actually they're, they're quite a well-rounded offense. I think there's no question about it, the, the, to not be one-dimensional. Uh, and of course, football is uh, three tiers offense, defense, and let's not forget special teams. Well, I suspect before it's all said and done, whoever holds aloft the Super Bowl will have made some big old plays on the special teams. Um, but um, Packers, Rams, I think this is a tough game to pick. I'm going to go Packers, but Rams, sneaky hot. Quick question on this, though, to you, Will, before we move on. I spoke to Andy Dickin uh, in the last week, and we mentioned in this peculiar year, maybe having a bye week as Packers and Chiefs earned the right to, having had the uh, wildcard weekend off being the top seeds. Um, I want to say that's a huge advantage in this strange year. But again, from your perspective as a coach, how critical is momentum? And when you're winning, do you want to, I guess, keep playing? And every now and again, does that prove to be less of an advantage than maybe you might imagine? Um, I think it depends on how well you were playing going into the break. But even then, three weeks off, especially with limited opportunities to practice, that can kill a team um, at any level. If you've got a team that's hungry and blooded, even if they're slightly less fresh, that can make a difference. It's a tough one. I, this game for me is probably the only one that I look at and I'm just like, I have no idea who's going to win that one. Um, one. One sort of wants to lean Packers, but, you know, if they come out cold yeah. and the Rams, you know, put together a couple of drives early, then, that, yeah, it becomes a very interesting proposition because, you know, if you go 14 to 21 down against the Rams, I suspect that coming back against them is not going to be the easiest proposition in the world because... They are, as we've mentioned, very strong defensively. So I think we'll probably know, you know, whether or not they, they come out cold by the end of the first quarter, and we can 
probably, uh, if you're a betting man, place some much more informed <laughs> bets at that point. Yeah, I'm veering towards Packers, but always at this stage, and generally speaking in NFL, one of the truest sporting cliches is any given Sunday, uh, Rams are hearts, defensively strong. They're going to be very competitive. One thing I would highly recommend is if you've never got into American football, never got into NFL, this is a perfect time to do it. Uh, maybe it's just uh, cheat the system a little bit. Pick one of these playoff teams as your team and just continue to back them. Uh, you, you're not going to go far wrong. You're in for some quality football this weekend. Uh, another quality game coming up. Bills versus Ravens. Uh, again, too simplistic to say Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson, but two mobile quarterbacks, two new style uh, quarterbacks. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch. I think this is yet again a tough old game to call. Um, I think Ravens possibly have the edge in that Bill's defense, at least in terms of defending the run, needs to improve or they will lose, is my suggestion on that one. What's your take and your prediction ahead of Bills versus Ravens? Um, I think this one will probably go to the Ravens. But that being said, Equally, if I look at you know the eight teams still left in the divisional round, I think the Bills are probably one of the best teams there, um, top three. Um, Josh Allen looks fantastic, but equally the Ravens' run game is just absolutely devastating. They only seem to run like five plays, and they just run them from different looks with motions and just call it as they see it. They're not even doing the quarterback runs. That they're not even post snap reads. They're making these decisions effectively pre-snap, just based on the um, coordinator and uh, Lamar's feel of how the defense is beginning to react to the pulling guards. They run a, they run a lot of power. And um, just an absolutely lethal run game. So if the Bills can't stop the run, I, I don't think they're going to win this. Um, but weirdly enough, you know, people seem to forget quite how big and fast Josh Allen is. Like that yeah. dude is like... Six four, six five, two forty five pounds, and quick. I believe he. Um, I think he has the rec- He set a record this year for the most rushing touchdowns in a season by a uh, true passing QB. So, it's oh, a weird one. They're they're a very very good football team, but it's it's hard to look at that and say, I wouldn't want to bet against the Ravens. No, they're coming in hearts, as I say, with very well coached. I'm making the Ravens favourites, but I'm looking forward to this one. Um, just a final word on the Bills. We mentioned several uh, players in contention for MVP. They usually kind of circulate around QBs for understandable reasons. But Stefan Diggs, coming from the Vikings, leads the lead in receptions, uh, gives Allen that deep threat, looks and was always at the Vikes, you know, a bona fide elite kind of a player. Why are the guys like that never really in the shout for MVP? And should they be? Same reason guys like Aaron Donald on. It's a quarterback award. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is most definitely not fair, but historically that does seem to be true. Um, Even when debatably it's it's not because your eyes show you something different. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he's been genuinely very special to watch this year. Um, he um, and he's still quite young as well. Yeah, he's, he's a very young receiver. Um, 
I mean, I can't see him winning an MVP, sadly. Does he deserve to be in the conversation? Most definitely. Will he win the award? Almost certainly not, um, because it's a rigged award if you're a receiver. <laughs> anyway, as I say, I'm making the Ravens slight favourites for this one, but it's going to be a fun game. Uh, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to save the best to last again. And I'm going to move on now to the Saints versus the Buccaneers. Um, this is fans of vintage quarterbacks are going to be in for a thrilling day. Uh, <laughs> Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Uh, they're two guys who know how to win Super Bowls because Brady, the winningest. Um, Brees, perhaps best days are behind him. In terms of this, could this be a momentous night for fans of these two all-time greats could it indeed be for the losing QB here their last game or do you think that warrior spirit will see them still want to come back for another shot um I suspect if the Saints lose it might be Drew Brees last game because he does not appear to be able to push the football deep anymore his arm looks shot Peyton Manning and career kind of shot Just the arm, the arm's gone. Brady, however, just looks like an immortal god. That, that dude is playing better. He's like 40, what, two, three, and he's playing better than he was at like 29. And I don't know it's what crazy, they put it? in those, um, those, green pro- those green protein shakes he walks around, but I want some. I'll tell you honestly, get on the Pilates, people. It's the future. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's uh, certainly putting up big numbers once again. But ultimately, again, he's got weapons, doesn't he? There's no, there's no surprises. If you've got a, a quality QB, arm him with you know, Evans and others, and obviously his old friend Gronk is back, you're going to be there or thereabouts. Um, Bucks, well, it would be interesting because there's never been a um, host city have their team make the Super Bowl, which, of course, the Super Bowl is at Raymond James Stadium. So that would be a historic. This is going to be a stellar game. And I'm making Bucks favourites, although the Saints love playing the Bucks, don't they? Uh, yeah, they historically do well against the Bucks. But uh, see, I, I, this, this probably the most simple analysis I think I'm going to provide for any of the games so far or for the rest of the year. And that is do not bet against Tom Brady in the postseason when he's angry. Like people have been saying he's too old, yeah. but they've tooled him up with a ridiculous array of offensive weapons. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Gronk, some dynamic running backs, Chris Godwin, another great receiver. Um, and he, he just he's playing like he's upset. Um, he just there's something about that man that when the lights come on, mm-hmm. he um, he just shows up. Um, but I suppose that's what good quarterback play is about, isn't it? This it doesn't is really it. matter if you can do it when it's not important. The thing is, I mean, look, when people have these beautiful, fun, subjective debates about quote unquote goat, the greatest of all time, for me, <laughs> I just have this picture of Brady kind of going, here's my five fingers, and oh, I can get another one out. End of debate. If, to be honest, it, I think if Brady wins the Super Bowl this year, he probably moves outside of greatest quarterback ever to the conversation of greatest competitive athlete in yeah. any sport ever. Him, Jordan, uh, struggling to name anybody else who you can realistically put in that kind of stratosphere. Yeah, but across, it's, a, it's a across any I wouldn't rule out the Saints. Uh, you know, I think any team that's got Kamara in them 
And Sean Payton is just one of the guys that I just love watching. You must appreciate him as an offensive uh, guru yourself. He's a, he's, a, he's a damn good coach. It's playoff football. Like, there's, you can't look at any of the teams who are left and say, oh, yeah, they don't stand a chance. Um, because, you know, you're down to the last eight teams in the NFL for a reason. Um, and everybody there either won a buy or has already won a knockout game already. But uh, it's just betting against Tom Brady in playoff football makes me nervous. It's, not something, it's not something I yeah, would they, ever do. <laughs> uh, no, same. But, you know, the Saints are, a, Saints are a good football team. And like you say, they've got guys like Kamara, Michael Thomas, Breeze, you know, even if his arm is beginning to go, is probably a Hall of Fame quarterback in his own right. And, you know, they're not, they're not too shy defensively. So, you know, it could go either way. I certainly see Brady getting through, though, and uh, remaining in contention. <laughs> for, yes. Again, 31 playoff wins in his career. It's astonishing. Uh, but moving on now to the big one, really. Well, you know, it's the big one of the weekend. Browns have earned a right to play against Mahomes and the rested Chiefs. Um, we've given Andy Reid a bit of extra time to scheme. You've got crazy weapons for the Chiefs. But the Browns have that kind of it's us against the world thing going on, and I'm loving it. I don't want to bet against the Browns in this one, uh, but goodness me, just give me an idea of the frightening force that is the defending Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City are a scary team, and they can score real fast. Um, so I guess my hope is to see a repeat of the last time these two faced off in a game that actually mattered. And that's when they were both at uh, college still. Oklahoma versus Texas in 2016. Baker Mayfield won 66 to 59. But Mahomes outplayed him. Yeah, I think I was reading into that. I think Mahomes put up crazy numbers, like a combined uh, pass run, 840 yards, yards. But at the end of the day, it's always, isn't it? Yards for show, wins for pro. And I guess... That's something that Mayfield will know. And Mayfield, like I say, this season has shown me such maturity. And at the end of the day, if they can run it as you guys do so well, then I don't care how good Mahomes is, can't influence a game uh, clapping his hands uh, on the sidelines. I suspect that has to be a very big part of our game plan. And that is just win the clock, you know, have the ball for at least 35 minutes and give them less than 25. And then anything over that is only, anything over that is only going to play in our favour. Um, because like you say, he, he can't win the game if he's not on the field. So, you know, if, if your Cleveland Browns want suspects that they're going to be going into that game, looking to slow the game down, control the clock, run the ball, keep it close, if at all possible, against that offence, because they are very capable of scoring seemingly at will yeah. against anybody and everybody. I mean, it's pick your um, poison sometimes with that offense, isn't it? I mean, you know, it just well, really is. So, weirdly enough, the Chiefs aren't that good at running the ball. They're, they're very explosive in the passing game and they like to take the roof off the top of the defense. Um, and they're very, very good outside. Of, when the play breaks down outside of structure, it seems like Mahomes is tremendously difficult to fluster into making mistakes. Um, if you look at the games where he's not been spectacular, 
Um, those seem to be the games where teams have forced him to just stay in the pocket. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give you the 40, 50-yard touchdown plays. And if you can do a 20-play drive and pick us apart four or five yards at a time, all right, fair enough, you can score like that. We'll take that all day. That's fine because, again, that's helping us control the clock. You know, if, if you score in three plays versus scoring in 20 plays, well, yeah. if they can score in three plays, he can score six times in what, you know, in the amount of clock he'd burn if we let him score six times over 20 plays. So force them to put together long drives because that seems to fluster him. Well, maybe not fluster, but it increases the chances of mistakes. And I suspect we definitely do need to see a couple of mistakes in order to win this game. Turnover or winning this game without turnover or two, I suspect it's probably going to be near enough impossible. Quick question. Is Stefanski back for this one on the sidelines? Yep. Is, again, there's a and um, Denzel Ward is back. And uh, so most of our O-line. Got to be in contention for coach of the year, surely. Yeah, he managed to take Cleveland to the playoffs. That's <laughs> this is up. There. This is on par with Leicester women winning the Premiership. Like it's just unimaginable. Hey, but what you can imagine is still winning the Super Bowl. It's uh, there well, for the you. Dream is a, the dream is alive. And dare you back the Browns in this one? I mean, I am going to be wholly behind the Browns. <laughs> I don't think it's impossible. Um, Partly because the Chiefs have just had three weeks off. And Mm -hmm. since about week 12, they haven't actually looked that amazing. I think they've been ranked like the 11th or 12th best Mm -hmm. offense in the league since, you know, as they were moving into, you know, the late period of the season. But if if they turn up and start scoring fast, one, it does suspect that the dream is going to be over. But it's, I know know that Vegas has them as like 10 point favorites, Mm -hmm. but... uh, it doesn't look impossible. As I say, I, I think all things when it comes to Cleveland are possible this season. I'm a believer. Uh, that being said, I am going to make Chiefs favourites for this one. But I can't Same. wait. And um, I would be nowhere near as ecstatic as your good self. But I would be very, very happy if we're talking next week and the Browns are still well alive. Oh, I will be absolutely <laughs> <laughs> unbearably smug. If we should. <laughs> if we should. Uh, you know what? Well, you know what? Richly deserved smugness. I can imagine over time. the years you've had to take it on the chin and just ex- respect it and persevere with it. And goodness me, I, you you deserve some smug right about that. I can remember going to the NFL in the UK the year it came in a Browns jersey, and I was walking through the crowd, and somebody was like. Is that a unicorn or a moron? <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, you know, we hadn't won a game in two years at that point. So who, who am I to argue or uh, shout something back at that point? But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Browns fan for the first time in a very, very long time. Hey, but it's exciting always for any fan of football at this time of year. And as always, if you haven't ever got into the NFL, I encourage you to do so for the high caliber football you're going to be enjoying uh, for all these teams. There's just eight remaining, eight teams dreaming of the February the 7th Super Bowl. Uh, going to be high octane action as it always is. Pick a team, support them always. You will not regret that. And I'll tell you what, you, what you'll not regret doing is learning a little bit more about the amazing Hertfordshire uh, Cheetahs. And Will, how can we engage with you guys? How can we uh, learn a little more? 
Um, yes, yeah, so we are obviously, due to the world being a little bit upside down outside of training at the moment, hoping to be back in some form in April. Um, we are actively recruiting. We've got online classroom sessions running fairly regularly for all of our squads once you're actually in, um, where you'll learn about the game and our scheme and our brand of football and all the stuff you need to know in order to come back and be successful pretty quickly. Um, if you wanted to touch base, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Hertfordshire Cheetahs AFC. Or you can find us on Instagram at, at Cheetahs. Perfect. Hit us up with those social media uh, ways to touch base with you again. Yeah, please do. Um, we're always we're always very welcoming. It's um, I mean you've been down to some training sessions before. It's a it's a very it's very much a family club um, who you know like to pad up, hit some people, and play some competitive football. That's a very good standard, but it is family orientated. Again, I can testify that to that. Um, it's something for everybody. There's flag football, junior football. There really is a great community there. And well, I massively appreciate you being an ambassador for the great sport of American football here in Hertfordshire and indeed across the country. Uh, it's been great to talk playoff football with you. Uh, looking forward to talking cheetahs football with you. Hopefully touching on wood before too long. Uh, but enjoy. Enjoy. Come on, May. Your divisional rounds. Good luck Go. to the Browns. But we'll massively appreciate your time tonight. It's all right, Tony. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me.